Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. Hold on, Mary Jane! We are in sex before! One, two, three, four. your butts. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. So Parth, hello. Nice to see you. Yeah, you too, you're looking well. Um, what have you been eating? Trent Stir. Um, I ordered Chinese food for dinner two nights ago, and that has uh, the leftovers from that have sustained sustained me all of yesterday and today's lunch. So I had chicken and rice um, for lunch today, and so as of right now, that's the last thing I ate. What about you? Me? Um, I uh, had. My patent-pending peanut butter and jelly smoothie, which, uh, as you know, necessity breeds invention. And friend of the show, Jerome Sikfus, said the other day that she was in the mood for a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And I wanted a smoothie. There you go. And, oh, uh, wait. It's Jordan, Jordan Sikfus is now technically a friend of the show. She oh, yeah. Intro. She made an appearance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she, she was in the out, the outro of the last interview, the Mandy, yeah. which is a movie she's seen three, three times, times as many as many of as I have. So she's probably a lot more qualified to talk about it than and, I. And Trent, you but, watched it this morning with Jordan Sikafus and someone else, right? Brother and Swan. another one. Right and another another person who's more qualified to talk about this movie than I am. Um, returning friend of the show, Jackson Clark, now the most the person who's made the most appearances besides Parth and I. Woo! This is his fourth. Like, you yeah. just keep you fourth keep breaking one. you you keep breaking your own records. You know, you're like Michael Phelps. Four timers club. When it's yeah. five times, I gotta get a jacket. You, that says yeah, that. dude. Oh, so like you can get like a velvety red jacket, and then Parth and I are just like in like a platinum bathrobe. Because that's what you get when you get a hundred episodes. Nice. Yeah. We're oh, we're coming up on that too, aren't we? Do you have a specific movie for a hundred that you want to do? We're not doing a movie. We're doing a special, but it's as of yet undecided what the special will be. So it's not going to be a specific movie. Part texted me the other day. Any big ideas for the hundredth episode? And I I and I just responded something crazy, and he said thanks. I have one. And what is it? Let's hear it. Both of your moms come on, and you do two movies, and it's each of their favorites. Interesting, interesting well, that you bring like, up our mothers, our moms. because there, that that might be something that'll be coming up in a future episode. But that's that's for another time. Not both um, of our moms. I think that would be like sensory no, overload. No, but you guys don't uh, need to be there. Your moms. Take whoa, the wheel. just our moms? Wait, like that sounds. No, interesting. that that'd be interesting. It'll just be riddled with technical difficulties. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, tr- uh, Jackson. Uh, don't leave us in suspense any longer. What, what was the last thing you ate? Fine, do you really want to know? I please, Jackson, I will Trent watched know. with uh, incredible intention as I ate a Taqueria Pollo Tinga burrito this morning. Oh, you, you saw me giving it the bedroom eyes from across the room? Yeah, his eyes popped the out vertical. of his skull and looked just like the guy at the end of Mandy. Nice. Also, fun, fun fact, Jackson and I could theoretically... Like I feel like if I open two doors right now, I could see him. You know, that's true. Yeah, we're in the same we're in the same house for reference, and we talked about being in the same room. But then we thought, for audio reasons, we should just you know, let's get do three clean tracks. We don't need to see each other. Yeah, as as evidenced by the fact that Jackson has no camera, and so it's just Trent and I looking at. A brother big letter, Swan. a big letter B in the center of the screen, standing for <laughs> Brother Swan. Um, wow, this is off to a smashing start. Should we, should we cue to cue the intro? Just move this train along.
Don't sound so disappointed. No, no, no. This is awesome. <laughs> it's your show, dude. Uh, well, this is awkward. I was just joking, but um, uh, wow. Cue, cue the intro. Whoa, craft services is sponsored? That's crazy. Wait, like every podcast yeah, I, I is sponsored. percent like to say. By HelloFresh. Like every podcast is sponsored by a meal kit that no one wants. My mom gets HelloFresh actually, so. I like it. Does uh, she is like that it? A, is that actually yeah. a good idea? She, yeah, she likes it. How Do you get to pick at all or is it actually yeah. just random? No, you get to pick everything. Yeah. Wow. It's pretty intense. <laughs> we, we, we should get sponsored by HelloFresh if we're going to just uh, on our own dime be so fond of it on the air, you know? Does it come frozen, or is the whole point that it's, like, produce and it has to be eaten that day? It doesn't come frozen, but it comes in, like, Vacuum kind, of like, a di- kind of like a disposable cooler, is yeah, that yeah. how I describe the box? And so it's, like, cold, like a refrigerator, but it's not, like, frozen. That's like when I got a, um ant farm for Christmas one year, and there were no ants in it, and then my dad's like, the ants come separately, and I'm like, how does that work? And then, like, a week later, we got a package in the mail, and it was really cold, and it was frozen ants, and then you left them in room temperature and then they came back to life and then they would be in your ant farm yeah wait i saw a thing where people would take like yep. a really long hair and then they would like freeze an ant are you wait no i'm not kidding not what heard me cryogenically frozen ants? it's like if you just make the ants really cold it just like freezes them but doesn't kill them and then so if a week later you thaw them out they're just good yeah wait i, I saw people freezing Parth, ants. Your, your face was so funny that's insane. people freeze ants and then they take a long piece of hair and tie it around the ant and then unthaw the ant and then they have like an ant on a leash I, I hadn't considered that. <laughs> that. That sounds kind um, of like cruel. Right, I'm going to bring us back yeah. in. Welcome back to Craft Services, where we talk about the movies. Each week, we talk about a film, and hopefully you have a crew member of that film to talk with us about their experience working on the picture. Last week, we talked with Benjamin Loeb, cinematographer, fuck me, cinematographer of Trent, Mandy and other films such as Pieces of a Woman and a third third example. After Yang. There you go. Great. But he was really pleasant and he answered all of our questions. Yeah. Very nice with guy. E- with ease. Came out this episode came out last week and uh it's a nice it's a, oh, you get to hear his daughter interrupt. Yep. Um no real nice of her. And then Professional um, is the word I would use. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and I edited out of the actual episode, but if you go to our Instagram, you can see his dog. So, the dog that. seems like a nice guy, too. Yeah. I, I no. wish I could. Did you prefer, did you prefer his daughter or his dog? I wish I could have interviewed both of them. Yeah, no, I'm sure they had a lot to say about the film of the week this week. Mandy? Mandy. Yeah. But we have someone else instead to talk about who isn't who isn't a child or a dog. He's both. Yeah. Friend, Friend of the show, Jackson Clark. Jackson Clark. Yeah, it's yeah, you, buddy. The big guy is here. Or well, so the it, big guy is always going to be Viraj Morante. But so if you're if you're ja- if you're a Jackson Clark completionist, you should before you listen any further, go back to the beginning of the pod. Got to listen to The Five Bloods featuring Jackson Clark. Then you got Edge of Tomorrow featuring Jackson Clark, oh. The Batman featuring Jackson Clark, and then you could revisit and come. This and this pick- is to say nothing of The Dark Knight interview which includes jackson clark and front of the show sophia alexis in the intro so if you're a true jackson clark completionist you have to go listen to that too yeah and if you're a true craft service completionist or a parth connoisseur or trent addict whatever whatever hashtag you subscribe to um you just go back and listen to every episode chronologically before listening to this one I mean, you could also do that. Go, yeah, go back Go back to our John Wick 2 episode with Richie Cohan. I think th- there's something special there for everyone, you know? Uh, I think the trick is to listen to us at 1.5 speed, um, because you can understand everything we're saying, and it just sounds kind of funny. My, 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 I actually had a conversation with my uncle, because my family was here, and he listens to every episode, and he mm-hmm. says that he listens no, like, to every God, episode God, God at 1.5 to 2 times speed. I, I'm sure just to take out the pauses in our conversation. Yeah. We, just, we, just, we should talk really slowly to fuck with mm. True. Hey, Parth, Uncle. No, that's over. 
I feel like if you put everything in two times speed, you sound like Alvin and the Chipmunks. That's gonna be a cool effect for the listeners. I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, dude, like we'll fix it in post. Like that's gonna need like some editing work. A few hours in the booth, but hours. That'll yeah. be awesome. Should we? Should we? Uh, have our guest say the synopsis. Mm. Give a ten-word synopsis of this movie, please. Um, ten words. I feel like I had less than that last time. Is that true? Nope. Always nope. been ten. It was ten. It was always ten words. But okay. All right. Like, let me think about this. Trying to pin me and Parth against each other. We don't need your help to do that. No, truly, we do not. Okay. Nicholas Cage crafted a big axe to have revenge fights. Not bad. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it might be good. No mention uh, of his uh, wife who's burnt to a crisp. Well, she's the... Uh, she's the revenge. The, of the, revenge. the real synopsis is the enchanted lives of a couple in a secluded forest are brutally shattered by a nightmarish hippie cult and their demon biker henchmen propelling a man into a spiraling surreal rampage of vengeance. So, so this a little different. Film had a budget of 6 million dollars and a box office of 1.4 million. But Jackson, you said you saw it in theaters. You were you're part of the problem. I, did. I saw it in theaters and I had only seen one promotional image which was of Nicolas Cage in the chemist's lab and it was just like his bloody face. And then I saw the poster and if you're, anyone's familiar with the poster, on it, you can see the chainsaw fight alluded to, uh, with two very small people fighting with chainsaws on the poster. And I was like, that looks crazy. And I had knew nothing of the plot. And it really blew my mind. And I mean, I can get into more detail maybe later in the episode. But there's scenes in it where I'm just like, I remember sitting in the theater being like, this is like not allowed. Like, you can't put this in the movie. And then just like, I was with, um ellie when i was watching it and just like looking over at each other like this is a ridiculous thing to have on screen should be illegal in a good way isn't it nice when that happens i feel like i felt that way during sorry to bother you during like the horses i was just like they're just like off the chain now and i i love it i like being like shocked and people just doing like dumb shit yeah I, i certainly do enjoy that so wait was this movie very visually stimulating up on a big screen because we yeah, watched it, it on it was awesome. I, 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 presumably 1080p on our youtube rental this morning and even that was pretty interesting yeah on, on a big screen it, it's super dope just the whole room being like flooded by the like pink and purple is like pretty awesome um so this week's production history is pretty short um so on june 7th 2017 nicholas cage was announced as the star of this film the production used the Aria Alexa camera, um, as well as the Panavision anamorphic format in order to achieve an old school atmosphere. You can hear Benjamin Loeb talk about this in our episode last week. Um, Legion M, an entertainment studio that allows fans to invest in and be part of the creation of their films, was a production partner for Mandy. The weapon forged by Red was based on the F from the logo for extreme metal band Celtic frost or celtic frost and the song starless by the english progressive rock band king crimson plays over the opening credits and it's taken from their 1974 album red which is also the name of nicholas cage's character to give you some fun facts um cosmatos the director described the film as a film about the death of his parents should i should i just power through this is up to trent i'll just take the last one you can have some fun all right 
The book Mandy reads early on during the film, Seeker of the Serpent's Kiss, is a prop, a fake book. It is actually the name of the musical composition playing during that scene, and it is by the film's composer, Johan Johansson. Wait, um, Jackson, the Johan Johansson fact you shared with me earlier today is more interesting than all of the fun facts in the fun facts section. Do yeah. You want, do you want to go off book a little? I will, I will. Uh, and also just another even fun fact, I have the vinyl of the soundtrack sitting right next to me right now. But wow. um, And now I'm going to say a fact that I have never fact-checked and don't remember where I heard. But I'm just going to say it. Um, Johan Johansson died after composing this film. And it was therefore his last chance to win an Oscar. But the whoever was supposed to submit the score to the Academy forgot. And he was not eligible. I've, I've heard of this. I think that that's true. I think it's also true. So, I mean, not to get too carried away, but his name is Johan Johansson. So yeah. it, is it like... Are his parents just like bold or is it like in, uh, you know, is he like a Viking where like he's the son of Johan and his dad's name is also Johan, you know? Like, I think his parents were being a little funny and they knew their son was going to be a famous composer and that he was going to make awesome music. And so they're like, we'll give him a fun name. What's the guy who was on American Idol who had the double name? Philip Phillips. Okay, sorry, we can move forward. Uh, my default search engine for, for right now is also Yahoo, Yahoo Answers, and I want to uh, die. Uh, die. Uh, that's awesome. Oh, Philip Phillips. Phillips. Um, Jackson, you want to continue with the fun facts? Yeah, wait. Hold, uh, wait, Trent, you read some. I'm fact-checking my Johan Johansson story. I think I'm onto something. Nicholas Cage, an uncredited screaming coach named David Sellers. Uh, Linus Roach and Richard Brake also appeared in Batman Begins as Thomas Wayne and Joe Chill, respectively. Um, are those people in this movie? Yes. Cool. No, I just I just put that in there. I thought that was interesting. Nice. And the title card for the film does not appear until about 1 hour and 15 minutes into the film, which uh, is awesome. Also, there were like two... Is it like chapter markers earlier? Or like, how would you describe those? Yeah, I guess they're like intertitles, chapters, however you want to say it. But yeah, I, yeah. I, I read or watched an interview with Panos Cosmatos once where he described this as like multiple movies combined. And I think you can look at the, or at least I like to look at the previous title cards as like their own little short films. Like it starts with Shadow Mountains and then Children of the New Dawn. I feel like this is essentially two movies smushed together. Yeah. In my I mean, the title cards would imply three, but yeah. But also just the party trick of having your title card more than halfway through your movie is like, the it's just awesome on paper. Um, Would I have the real Johan Johansson Oscars story, if that's interesting? Let's, can you guys hear, hear the ice cream truck? Yeah, I can hear yeah. the ice cream truck. So does that mean I should wait? Wait, read it over. Okay. Um. So the true story is that Johansson Johansson did um die obviously rest in peace um but it was that it wasn't that someone forgot to submit it it was submitted but it was disqualified and never considered because of a technicality in the academy's rules and it says that the technicality is that mandy released on video on demand before completing its theatrical and qualifying run um but also i'm reading that people are upset about this because a, it's Johansson, Johansson, Johan Johansson's last chance to win an Oscar, and B, the Academy rules like maybe don't strictly mention that video on demand rule, so it kind of makes no sense. Also, just the like, Academy I, rules are like stupid. Like who cares? Uh, like I know that there is like a. F it used to be two weeks. Now it's four weeks. I think they're trying to make it six weeks that it has to be in theaters. But I. But it, it I was in theaters for the whole time. I know, but, but I, I didn't know that. that yeah. I I feel like they're just being snobbish. That, that if it's on VOD first, that's the problem. Or just like during its theatrical run, it was all yeah. Like it has to, it has to be in theaters exclusively, I guess. But I feel like this is a small enough movie where it needs to like diversify its release because like no, like one point it doesn't. It, Trent, what you're it, failing to consider is that it doesn't need to make sense. It just needs to. They just need to be dicks, is what this is. Um. Also, he was supposed to do the Blade Runner score, right? The new one. Really? And then I, I don't know. He, I, I'm pretty sure there is. They recently found recordings of the work he was doing because he was working on it most of the way through the movie, and then he was replaced with Hans Zimmer. Mm. 
and I'm kind of very interested to know what. Yeah, I mean, Johan Johansson like. was uh, pretty amazing. Composer. What else has he done, notably? Arrival. Um. Yeah, those are the only two that I had off the top of my head. But he's really good in those two. Yeah. But um, what what do we say we move on to to, to some one star reviews? Shall Please. We? So Jackson, you're our guest. Do you want to go first or last? Mm, I'll go first. Okay. All Choose right. Anyone you one, want? One star review from Hate Pigs. The review's titled "Terrible Movie." I'm calling it. Nicholas Cage's career. Time of Death, 2018. Terrible movie. Weird, creepy, too much dong. Too much Needs dong. more slasher and less creepiness. I don't think there was an excess. I mean, as someone who could go without dong in a movie, I don't think that there was an yeah, excessive amount of dong. There was one no. shot of dong, that, dong. We, that, we, that we cut to a couple times. Like, it was one yeah. shot. And it, um, also, yeah. like... I think there's plenty of like violence in this movie. I feel I thought that the I would say that like, like the dong is violence. the least the dong is the least of like a of conservative person's worries. Whoa, okay, yeah. never mind. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Wow, that's an interesting. Movie. I think Nicholas career Cage's career is intact. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. I mean, they but just if... made a whole movie about about his career about his career. Yeah. So, so does hate pigs? Do they hate police officers? Do they hate <sighs> pigs? Um, are those the same thing? Or Maybe. Are, are, are they like, we're pigs and we're the hateful pigs? And well, therefore, like it the might be a hate? reference to Mandy because uh, Linus Roach, is that the actor's name? I can't remember the character. Jeremiah Sand yeah. um, says that like you're like a pig born without a soul. Doesn't he say that? I mean, but like, I doubt that they've made, they made, made their, their name. Amazon username based on a movie that they think is terrible. Hey, I'm just spitballing. Yes, okay, so I can't speak. I can't speak to the intentions of hate pigs, but I can speak to the intentions of Gray Cat Three Three Three. We've also rated this one star, and it reads, "Won't play in my Blu-ray player." <laughs> Great film! Exclamation point. But the Blu-ray won't play in my Blu-ray player. Buyers beware. Certain movies might not play in your DVD slash Blu-ray <laughs> player if it's not in the right region. What? Is, is that is true? Is that true? Yeah, that's true. There's region one and region two. Is that, is that true? true? Which region are we in? We're region one. I well, thought we were in, in the United States. Wait, if, <laughs> wait, so there's two kinds of Blu-rays and only half the world can do their respective kinds? Yeah, so fun what? fact, when my parents uh, like to watch like British, like, shows and dramas or whatever and my dad would travel to england a lot of times for work and he would get dvds of the shows that they would watch because they would come out on dvd earlier there than they would air on pbs here um but because they're in a different region my dad had to buy a region free uh region free dvd player for those dvds Mm. so ever since a young age i've been very aware of regions on dvd players wow but it's it's just a bullshit thing to ensure that it's each region has control over the price. It's a shame that of, Gray Cat three 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 wasn't as aware from a young age. Yeah, if only they were. Ra- uh, my mom watches Downton Abbey. Can I relate? Yeah, I'll say so. That's a British TV show. I don't know shit about these regions though. I thought we were in the United, United States. We're so free to watch whatever Trent. we wanted. Can, can, Trent, can you talk about John Cox Jr. though? I can't talk about John Cox Sr., but John Cox Jr., his son, I can. And he said his title's wait, or that's, and then the words are not a lot of words. Wait for it to come out on cable or free viewing. Bad news, bro. This ain't going to be on cable. Yeah. There's too Um, much dong. Not a lot of words. What the hell? And what does the title being wait mean? Like he's saying, wait. Is he wait? Is while he waiting? It's in theaters. But maybe this, he, maybe he, he reviewed this in April, this. waiting he for him to come April up with more 13th, words. Thirteenth, twenty twenty one. So clearly, it had been out of theaters. Maybe he dictated this to Alexa, and that was a mistake. He was like, "Wait, not a lot of words." Wow. You know? <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> and I don't know anyone who's using like the text to speech feature in their day to day life when they're not like actively piloting a vehicle. Maybe he's driving. No, but if you're driving, like you shouldn't be like I, now reviewing the film Mandy. Review. 
Yeah. Like put put that shit. Trent, in park. we should wait. This would Trent, be a good we road should, trip. Movie. We should we should record a pod while we're driving. That'd be interesting. That would be fun. And, and we'll just be like distracted, and then yeah, you'll we'll hear be like, like a loud not, not a lot of words, not a lot of words. And, and then you'll hear a loud bang and some screaming, and then silence and silence. With hundred, no, like, we'll, we'll edit it and upload it. You know, hundredth episode special skydiving. You've got like two minutes to talk. Wait. Like, we should wait. You know we what can we should talk do? On the, wait, Top Gun. Top Gun. Well, I, oh my god! I was in a plane on an airplane. Wait, Point Break. What? Or what, Fallout. Well, what? Well, Jackson. What I was gonna say is we should do the Halo jump from Fallout. We should fall yeah, from twenty-five thousand feet sick. and open at five thousand. That would be so awesome. I think we should like I don't know like tie in or like tape an external hard drive to our chest, and so like, even if our bodies go down, like the files are safe. Exactly. Yeah, because if the impact would kill a man, <laughs> it would, a hard drive would be fine. Wait, no, no, no. Well, if it, no, if hard, it's a hard drive thing. Hard, hard drive parachute. Hard drive. Like, it's just a little <laughs> tiny separate one. And then yeah. it'll daintily fall, and our files will be safe. Or we should record in an F-18, you know? Well, or, or we can just, like, go on to, like, a commercial error, like, airlines, and... Just like go in the bathroom for a really long time, and then yeah. they'll be like, "What are they doing in there?" And then they'll hear like a bunch of electronic noises, and uh, they'll think that we're having sex in the in the bathroom. No, but like that's awesome. What kind of sex um, implies a lot of electronic noises? <laughs> oh, you've ever you've never had sex with me in park? No, like like <laughs> wow. Jackson, you're not having very good sex. It seems. Whoa, oh, um, wow. First, the first wait, time hearing of it. Wait, there isn't a big robot blow up <laughs> with Jackson who does all the work while you stand in the corner and play in your Game Boy Advance. A game. I think I have a Game Boy Color. <laughs> okay, no, that's cool. Um, should we get? Should we talk about the movie? Sure. So it's fresh on my mind. Yeah, I love it. Wait, uh, Trent, this is your first time. I mean, this I guess is also my first time, but you saw it more recently, so I've seen yeah. it like five times. Uh, yeah, I'd say approximately four hours ago, Jordan and I were like 15 minutes into Whiplash, feeling very invested, and then I was like, fuck me, we're supposed to record in two hours? And then I was like, Mandy's exactly a two-hour-long movie. And then I was like, but do I just text Parth and try to convince him to do the discussion without me, and just have a him and Jackson tag team power hour? And then and then we rallied the troops, and we watched Mandy, and it was pretty great. Nice. I liked Jackson. the second the second half more than the first half. Uh, I agree. I kind of can't see how someone could feel otherwise. I, I like I like all of it. No, I like all of it too. Yeah. But if well, I think sides... I think I th- I like the second half more than the first half, but I don't know that I would like it as much if I didn't have I... that first half because I've seen a lot of people say that they would they wish the movie was only the second half, no. and that like Mandy dying happened in the first like kind of like John Wick or something. Oh, wait, I, compared, I, I compared this movie to John Wick, and Jackson gave me crazy eyes. Well, I don't think it's... No, like, like I understand what you're saying in that it's, like, a revenge movie where it's just, like, one of them dies and now it's revenge. But, like, I feel like there's no other similarities. Other than, like, maybe, like, neon colors being in both. Yeah. But, like, and I, 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 yeah. this, is, this is a very different movie. And, like, I don't think that, like, the rage portion of the movie would be as satisfying if you didn't have the preceding the like the... hour and 10 minutes you know because you need to you need to you need to see why Nicolas cage loves his wife otherwise her dying means literally nothing yeah and you gotta establish like jupiter is a dope-ass planet because we're gonna see that bitch later on yeah exactly um but yeah but th- i, I mean, could this see is my I- I could see the first half being less interesting on rewatch because you know what's going to happen, but I was very engaged. It's so visually dense that it's like hard to not be engaged. Every shot is like pretty striking. Lens Some would say every frame of painting. Um, Yeah, no, I mean like this is my first time watching it and I thought that it was really um, cool to look at. And I, uh, I can't think of another movie that looks quite like this. Um, and I, I don't know like you i have to give it points for being very visually creative and unique uh, it, it, nothing unique quite looks like word. this thanks 
Jackson said, I was commenting on the lens flares, and he was like, I think that they, I mean, we should have asked Benjamin Loeb while we had him with us, but Jackson was like, they must have, like, put a piece of glass between the camera and the actor. Yeah, sometimes you, it's, like, almost like you can see, like, reflections of the light, or, like, smudges, like, on something in between the camera and the actor. Like, it's, like, so densely, like, there's, like, chunks of light. He had said, I mean, Jackson, as of yet, you haven't heard the interview. Uh, the he, interview we, did, we did ask about the lens flares, and he said that they would, like, in post, like, mm. add them when they were like, this could use some more layers, so we want to add. So they would, like, in post shoot plates of lens flares mm. and add them mm. uh, in post. So I, I wonder if that's something that, like, what you're talking about is something on. they would yeah. do. Yeah, I, I mean, it looks awesome. Oh, I love in the beginning when they're laying in bed just, like, looking at each other, and there's, like, an oscillating, like, changing color light, like, above them looking down on them. And another not... lighting thing was just, like, in, like, the final, like, standoff right before he, like, kills the final guy, there's, like, the light that's, like, on the loop. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? And it yeah. just, like, since it's yeah. always changing a little, just, like, the contrast is always moving and the shot like it just is so and like cuts between the two of them whenever it gets dark Mm. it's so nice another thing i like about this movie is that i don't i think it does a good job of knowing how long to keep on a certain visual how how to stay visually the same because i think a lot of movies either go through their settings so quickly that you wish you had a little bit more time to sort of soak in those visuals. And, and other times they kind of have a certain look, but by a certain point it's like, okay, let's move on. <clears throat> Whereas with this movie, I think that like they know how long a certain type of look is supposed to stay on screen for uh, before they cut to the next thing. And then when they do, it's like, okay, nice. Um, I don't know if that makes any sense, but and there are like three or four like major like long takes for like at least like five to seven minutes throughout the movie. Am I crazy? I mean, there's some long takes, but I, I, don't I, know I can think of any that are minutes. seven minutes. Yeah, I mean that's a very long time, but it's yeah. like like them in bed is like all one take. Like the Starling story goes yes. on for like a minute or two, and then uh, like the guys the time. guy's face changing. That's yeah. like really long the, and the unbroken. Bathroom. Yes. Yeah. The bathroom yeah, I, is like my is I think my favorite like uh, it's not even the most visually like crazy looking like there's some things in this movie that look like really insane but I I really love that long take in the bathroom yeah it's really cool you just got to get cage out of the cage I just that, want that's what it is is that I want I think crazy that, face that's the shot where I'm like wow he's able to do like so much within the frame. Yeah. And the camera's not doing anything crazy. The setting's not doing anything crazy. It's all just him. And I think this this movie makes a very good ca- case for Nicolas Cage as an actor. Yeah. Too bad his career's over in 2018. Yeah, ac- yeah. according to hate yeah. 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 I love before he goes in the bathroom, the Cheddar Goblin commercial. And when it ends, he's just like, Cheddar Goblin. He just like says it to himself. There, there's some good laughs in that I always what, forget about. What do you think is the deeper meaning of Cheddar Goblin? Is it just supposed to be like a weird laugh? I, I mean, I think, yes, it's a weird laugh. And I also think it's just like something so horrific. It's like, I mean, yeah. it's juxtaposing something so horrific. That, that it's happens. surreal. Yeah, and that just like life goes on. Like the same day that like, if you guys are in a car accident and like the same day that like Parth dies, like you're still probably going to like watch TV at when you eat dinner no, the thing that i noticed is like when he gets back into the house and like the tv stall like everything's like, exactly the same yeah. i'm like yeah like, your goblin, did you eat all the macaroni and cheese nothing's better than cheddar cheddar goblin cheddar goblin cheddar goblin cheddar Goblin by Devane has 60% more cheese than the next leading brand. Kids and goblins agree, Cheddar Goblin tastes the best. That's why Cheddar Goblin was rated number one three years in a row.
Cheddar Goblin by Devane. It's Goblin Good. I have, <laughs> I have some overarching how do you read this movie questions. Oh, is that, yeah, sure. Is that interesting? Okay. So we talked about some of these a little bit, but in the in the Jeremiah Sand monologue where like his face is like uh, pulsating in and out of being Mandy's face, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. And then also at the end when it's like uh, fading between, like fading between, during the blackness between Jeremiah Sand and Red in the basement. And then at, and then in that scene, Nicolas Cage says like, I'm your God now. And he has like a demon voice. And then at the end, he is driving in the forest in his black car, looking like a monster, just like the demon bikers. And I wonder if like all those moments are meant to like foreshadow like Nicolas Cage, like becoming a demon biker at the end. I thought you were saying that he was like ascending to like a higher power. I, since, I like, thought you were going to say that he's becoming God. A God, something. yeah. Since well, I think he's becoming now. like a supernatural monster. Like the. Is biker. that what the Black Helmet guys are? Are they theoretically monsters? Or are they just I, like I, humans with crazy interests? I think the line between. Like they're like psycho killer, like 70 freeway serial killer biker gang, like Reagan era drug fear guys. But like combined with like i think like literal demons what is the relationship between like the normal i mean normal but just like the lsd human cult and then they're just like in cahoots with this biker gang that seems <laughs> so much heavier than them well because they have the horn of abraxas and when they call it it summons them you know like they have all kinds of little artifacts like the tainted knight the tainted blade of the pale knight straight from the abyssal lair if you recall the what are the what are the humans getting out of this? Because the bikers came and they and they drank the LSD. The humans are getting the girl. They're getting Mandy out of it. Jeremiah uh, Sand wanted the bikers to abduct Mandy for them. Uh, I have a, a question for you guys. Um, not that like this has like a definitive answer or anything, but I was just wondering, like, to you guys, what's the significance of like setting this movie in the eighties, other than for obvious like. Te- 80s, technical reasons yeah a- like 80s are cell cool. phones cell phone reasons yeah like do you guys think there's like you brought up reagan jackson so i was wondering yeah, if you had more reagan plays on the radio yeah. early on mm-hmm. um i forget what he's saying but it says that the majority of americans are against like pornography yeah and, yeah you know all that jazz i think this movie um is working through a lot of like i mean the what trent just said like reagan talking about like porn there's like and then like one of the demon bikers watching um like an old porn movie and then like all the drug stuff and just like a lot of it is about being afraid of like fringe like cult stuff uh like combining with like normal drug use and like invading like affluent areas and i think there's definitely a way you could read this movie as like the children of the new dawn being like um like QAnon of their time uh mm-hmm. like they like think that they're like they hear reagan's radio stuff and they're like i love jesus like i'm crazy about this and then like that but they're like dark and twisted people like jeremiah sand is like really just like a vain man and then when that becomes combined with uh like the bad side of like drug use uh like that's how you get all the problems of America, end quote. You know? Something like that. And, like, I think Mandy could represent, like, the character could represent, like, peace. And once that's taken... I think that, like, hearing... Because I only found this out today while I was trying to find stuff about the movie. Hearing that this is to... Cosmato? Cosmatos? Is that how you say his name? Um, I think so, so, Um hearing that he thinks that this movie is about him dealing with the death of his parents is an interesting thing mm-hmm. to consider. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, I think you could read like Mandy as his parents and like yeah. once your parents are dead, like your safety net in the world is like kind of pulled out and like, you have to like face some realities uh, and like the realities creeping in are like the children of the new dawn and like the demon bikers and like shit got very real for Nick for Nicholas Cage. And I think if you're, well, I mean, if you're any age, but especially if you're young and become, like, orphaned or lose a parent, like, you have to deal with adult things very quickly. Mm-hmm.
guess this is like kind of negative, but this isn't necessarily the movie's fault or anything. I think that like this isn't like my favorite movie or anything. Um, and I would say that the thing that I attach very strongly to is just the visual component of it. And I was going to say that like, I like how like gritty and gross everything is able to feel because I think that a lot of movies that set themselves in the eighties um, kind of do it in this like Spielbergian sense yeah. of like, yeah kids on bicycles having fun or whatever and i Dude, like when a movie things yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but i like when movies set themselves in the 80s and show that like it was kind of like gross and dirty and not yeah. very nice and and i appreciate yeah. how kind of visceral that entire the the vibe of the movie is because there's yeah. plenty of movies that are violent and show violence but they're you don't necessarily feel either the toll or just like the griminess of it and i think that this movie does a very good job of making you feel it yeah uh when in theaters like once like i mean it's pretty immediately unique and like i knew i was in for a ride but when it really kicks into gear after Nicolas Cage throws one of the bikers like down the elevator shaft to hell. Mm. Uh, and then he like climbs up and then there's like the dead couple in bed. And I'm like, that's gross. And then he fights the demon biker that has a like big knife instead of a penis. Uh, and like kills that guy horrifically and the blood's all over his face. Another guy comes out and he like grabs the knife off the table and breaks that guy's neck. And then he does a bunch of cocaine. Yeah. And then I just like mouth agape, like looked over at Ellie and her eyes were like also so wide open. And we were just like, what the fuck? Like now he's just like doing cocaine. Like this is a crazy movie. And it like doesn't That's let the up. 80s, baby. It, like never. Oh, and the throw. Oh, yeah. I always forget about Sorry, the like when the guy's cleaning his car and then just cuts to like the axe like midair. And then it fucking comes in to his head. That's so awesome. Time to go mobile. <laughs> How much longer on the program? Seven minutes. Time to go, Time to go mobile. mobile. <laughs> so, um, oh, him lighting the cigarette with the the guy's head was on fire. Awesome. Yeah, no, that's just like movie making. Um, but we joked during the scene that Jackson was just referring to. After he does all the cocaine, he like walks over to like the kitchen area and he finds the LSD, and there are a bunch of takeout containers everywhere. And I'm like, you can be a demon with spikes coming out of your body, but like. You still gotta eat takeout, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, Wait, but, like, the I, like, love how they portray the demon guys. Just, like, so dark and so creepy and you, like, never... So, like, I thought you they were, like, gonna be revealed. And, like, even though they, like, aren't, they, like, don't need to be. Because, um, like, they're just so awesome. Just, yeah. like, just, like, light your movies less, you know? I love the guy who's covered in spikes that Nicolas Cage runs over with the car. That guy's so cool looking. Yeah. I, uh, you just brought something up, or you made me remember something, Trent, where, like, again, this brings up our interview, but he basically, I really like the decision not to bring anything. Wasn't he saying something about, like, they took out all the scenes that involved, like, Moonlight or anything like that because they were going mm-hmm. over budget, and the director was basically like, fuck it everything is just like an intense neon whatever very cool i think and makes this movie look very different just like falling into your style like works to their benefit just because i'd rather be like this shot looks cool than like oh like the like the diegetic lighting wouldn't actually grant this like why is the sky red like i don't care like the sky is red and I also like I have a complaint with like most modern movies that are like lower budget is that like I think they're not lit enough just generally but like I think that like the darkness in this movie uh, it works for me it doesn't feel like it's like there should it feels more I mean like clearly it is but it just feels more intentional as opposed to some other movies so could this movie exist without Nick Cage like it could um, exist, but I don't think it'd be as good. I think like maybe if anyone else could do it, it would be Jack Nicholson. Um, I think he's like a little old. Well, yeah, now he is, but maybe Jack Nicholson day. in the eighties could have done. Yeah, this. in the, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but isn't like he, now, isn't he, 
Isn't he just doing The Shining then, kind of? I don't know, though, about Jack Nicholson, only because, much as I love him, I don't know if he's as physically present as... I I think what works about Nicolas Cage is at the beginning, you're like, he's, like, sweet and gentle, despite being, like, a big bearded man. And then he, like, gets unleashed. And Jack Nicholson, the complaint that people say about The The Shining, Shining, they're they're like, he's creepy in the first scene. Like, there's no, there's no transformation. Just Jack Nicholson is oh. all eyebrows. Like, yeah. I feel like a not, a not very, oh, that would be interesting. I was, I was going to say a not interesting take would be Christian Bale. Wait, Jake Gyllenhaal. Because... I don't know if I can see Jake Gyllenhaal. In... Wait, um, I Andrew I Lincoln, that. I could see in this. The Walking Maybe. Dead guy? Yeah. Wait, like, kind of, yeah? Maybe he's not, like, physically big enough, but I don't know. Mm. Well, I haven't thought about AMC's The Walking Dead in a long time. <laughs> yeah, uh, neither I. Prob- probably in my best interest. Isn't it he- over? I-, I kid you not, my dad watched, like, every episode of that show till the end, and he, like, still subscribes to Fear the Walking Dead or whatever. Oh, wow. Whatever's still going. Kurt Elgar is still ended. watching. It's Wait, impressive. someone just mentioned to me the other day there's going to be another Walking Dead spinoff show. And the whole reason they ended the show for movies, right? Is for movies. Is that your laundry alarm going off? Yeah. Nice. Um, but yeah, I believe there's gonna be two Walking Dead movies starring Andrew Lincoln and probably some zombies too. I thought. I mean, spoilers for The Walking Dead. I thought they killed Rick. Didn't they do that? My. No? I mean, spoilers. And I haven't seen the show. This is a summary Neither from my I. father. Uh, the. I mean, we're we're in the weeds now. But uh, Andrew Lincoln is just like, I, I don't know what their communities call it, Alexandria, but they're like yeah. chilling with some garbage people, like people who live in the garbage. And what? Then, <laughs> and then the garbage people have like a leader, and then the leader takes Rick off in a helicopter, and they fly away. And then Garbage people. Don't, don't look like, at me. I like the trash the compactor show. monster in Star Wars? Like, I, didn't, I didn't write the show. Um, They live in like a garbage dump. Well, I guess in a zombie apocalypse, like beggars can't be choosers. Yeah. Anyway. But it's so funny when like, like, you know, like Walking Dead, like clearly the peak was what seven years ago, and like now yeah. the movie's coming out. Yeah, yeah. Like just movies take so long to go into production that that's kind of like a Shakespearean flaw. I I, I have not I, seen a full episode of The Walking Dead. Ever? Ever? Good. First couple seasons are good. No, I haven't. That you just didn't like participating in culture in the year twenty thirteen. You were just you were busy. Okay. Or were we in that, sixth that's grade nice. when that came out? Is that what that means? Uh, yeah. That's crazy. I, I just, like, say years confidently and hope that they're right. But, like, most of the time, it's, like, plus or minus five. So. <laughs> um, well, because, uh, the, like, I never grew up watching horror things ever. And, like. I mean, it's never, uh, yeah. It's well, never, I'm, like, I'm, not say- I'm not saying that the show is scary, but, like. No. So then I- zombie. Zombie adjacent things. Like as much of a fan I am as the Evil Dead, I didn't watch that until like ninth grade or something. I, so I remember so when, like, I, when my family first started getting into Walking Dead. I guess I was little enough for them to be concerned about me still having nightmares about it, or maybe I was just like a delicate twelve year old. Which like, I mean, I I was a delicate twelve year old, but The Walking Dead never bothered me. I don't know, like monsters never bothered me. Um. For whatever reason, but like ghost stuff, I guess that's a thin line. But like ghosts bothered me, like monsters didn't. Both what? What scares you now? Intimacy. <laughs> nice. No, that was good. Um. Uh, does yeah. anyone have anything that's not working? Before we, I feel like we've said a lot of things that are working. With Mandy? Correct. Not working. Like, I feel, I mean, this was in my big four 
on Letterboxd for a while. Like, this is, like, really up there for me. And I kind of feel like nothing doesn't work for me here. I think the only thing I can say is that I joked that we should, before we even started watching, I was like, we should do a double feature of this and Schindler's List, because I was like, this is going to be like a really heavy movie, and it was in the way that like someone got burned alive, but the, I, I think the, the second act is my, I don't even want to say like cheerier. Because it's not, but it's just like more, uh, more of like a ride, and um, so I thought it was gonna be like a heavy bummer that I wouldn't want to revisit, and um, but no, but this the the second half is pretty awesome. Jackson's oh. gone. Alright, I guess we're gonna stop. Our- are you recording? Now I am. Now we can really awesome. start talking about Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. So- Wait, I stopped recording. Should I start again? Yeah, no, start yes. recording so I can talk about, um, nah, what's his I'm name? I'm kidding, part I didn't stop it yet, you fucking asshole. Wait, what's the Jurassic World guy's name? John- Colin Trevorrow? No, the, the, the star. John Favreau? The star. Oh, Chris Pratt? Yeah. Yo, so personally, Yo, so in, personally uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, um, wait, Parth, is it okay? I only have, like, uh, 1,510 minutes left on my, on my desktop space. I'm down to an hour and 26 minutes. Something would have to go terribly wrong. Barth is so fucking cute, dude. Look at him. No, like, He's making a little grimace. No, me. I'm really cute right now. It keeps me from getting any um, work done. Parth's cuteness. Parth, are you gonna be like, are you gonna be like a wayward, lonely boy when Sophia's in Greece? Are you gonna like come over all the time, or what? Or do you like not like us that much? Listeners, after this <gasps> clip that Trent, our episode's editor, has put in. We just wanted to let you know that Jackson Clark cut out, and that's why we're here right now, right? Trent, do you want to explain this? Um, yeah, no, thanks for uh, giving me this opportunity. Jackson's audio cut out, and Perth suggests that I edit in a clip uh, <laughs> before, and so... A clip of Mandy? Of anything, I mean, whatever. All right. unless, per- you can, unless, you can, uh, unless you can remember what you were talking about. So that you can make the edit seamless. Me? No, Trent is talking. Oh. Um. No, I think a clip from Mandy or whatever, whatever that should be good. And then we can come back, and we'll now we're on the other side. And Jackson said during the break that we should try to say some more important things about the movie before the episode's <laughs> over. So let's try to do that, and then let's all get out of here. Yeah. Anything important yeah. to say, anyone? I'm done. I'm I'm good. I think. I really like this movie. That is pretty important. You're yeah. in, you're important, Jackson. And your opinions, they're important. I've, either of you seen any other Panos Cosmatos movies? I've not. What are no, the other not. ones? I don't know what movies he's made. Oh, like Over the Black Rainbow. I feel like is one of them. I think that's pretty popular. But I, I've never seen another. Is it just about time for the rating gauntlet? Because I'm like feeling like a nuclear bomb. Like. Wait, Trent, I'm starting. Oh my god. <coughs> wait, wait, the bomb's hitting you? It's oh, hitting no. me. Wait, the shockwave. Oh no! My skin! Wait, how's your skin doing? It's burning! Jackson, are you okay? <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I'm fine. I'm in a bomb shelter. You are? Yeah. Wait, and there's like wi- there's Wi-Fi there. There's rumbling and screaming outside, but I'm doing fine. Help! Help! Jackson, let us in! Please! Let us in! We're begging. And they look up and scream for help. I look down and whisper, uh, "No, uh, Jackson, uh, just uh, let us in. Why don't you?" How much time on the program? I don't know why that was my band voice. Time to go mobile. Time to go mobile. Time to go mobile. <laughs> um.
Wow. Do you this must be awesome for the listeners to hear. <laughs> Do you feel in charge? You put your reputation on the line for this guy, Jim. You're gonna put your reputation on the line for this guy, Jim. I can have you on assaulting an officer. You can have me on assaulting three. Parth, you want to know what I said? How about I chop you up and feed you to your pooches? Uh, and then we'll see how hungry a loyal dog, <laughs> fuck me, fuck, how <laughs> loyal a hungry that. dog really is. Petey, there's only one of you! <laughs> you're, you're a freak! <laughs> I said my product would take them places. I never said it'd be places they wanted to go. Um, but yeah, it's the ratings gauntlet. Wait, game. I'll be, I'll yeah. be Thomas Wayne. <laughs> well, after being shot. Yeah, I'll be Joe dead. Chill. That's the guy's. Alright, and then. Um, Parth, the other day I said, um, the next epic rap battle of history is gonna be Johnny Depp versus I Amber Heard. Oh, were you yeah. there? Isn't that, like, yeah, that such a sad. Night. Yeah, that was last moment? night while Parth was here and we were all watching Pirates of the Caribbean. Alright, well, I forgot Parth was here last night, but isn't that fucked up and true? Yeah, no, Who's, I love when. They're, they're still making epic rap battles of history? What were the other yeah, notable I think, ones? I think so. I, I, I don't even really remember enjoying those that much as a child. Really? I, I, I like those. Except, who did Hitler verse? Darth Vader. Mm. Personally, I'd be more on the Darth Vader side of things. Because, like, hot take, Hitler. John Wick versus Rambo versus John McClane happened five months ago. Easily, John Wick is clearing them all out. Is there a winner like in an, at the in end an of these rap fight? battles? Or is that the Which, point? That it, is there an actual no, it, winner declared? It, who, who won? You decide. Exactly. At the end. Oh. Um, but in like an actual fight, yeah, John Wick ices the other two. Like, no competition. Um, Unless you win, it depends what Rambo movie Rambo's from. But, right, I feel like John McClane I mean, is like close. I'm the, the John, first one, like, he's just a guy. John Wick is more of a superhero than the other two people we named. Like, the other two people are just like, yeah. one's a cop and one was like a, in the military. A, a Vietnam vet, yeah. But John Wick has superpowers if you really break it down. But whatever. Never yeah. mind. Let's break down this movie. Um, yeah. In our rating Scotland. So, Jackson. Mm -hmm. um, recommend rewatchability and rating out of 10. Do okay. Me. Um, I absolutely recommend this movie, but with the asterisks that it is, like, not for the faint of heart. Faint of heart. Um, but it is, like, a pretty uh, insane and unique viewing experience. Um, I think rewatchable, like, absolutely. Like, this is definitely the kind of movie that I'll, like, crave and want to see again, even if it's just, like, in the background while I do something else. Like, I like the pretty colors, and, like, uh, I, like, I'll crave it. And then a rating out of 10. This is uh, definitely a 10 out of 10 for me. This is, like, up there. This is in Jackson's top 10 movies for sure. I think Memento and The Dark Knight are the only things that have received 10s on this show. Is that true? Anything else comes to mind? We've Nothing got... uh, right now that I can think of. Oh, but, Doctor Sleep. Yeah. One, we didn't do that movie. Two, Doctor Sleep is not a 10 out of 10. No, I was just saying that because Trent um, doesn't like Doctor You were just doing it for the vibes? Yeah. Oh, Doctor wait. Doctor Sleep is a good movie, but that's fine. Yeah, I like Doctor Sleep, too. Um, Trent? Wait, did you know there's a prequel to Doctor Sleep? It's like uh the shining it's it's kind of interesting not as good as doctor sleep but i was just about to make a similar joke do it wait and spider-man 2 you gave a 10 out of 10 parth you're disrespecting oh, your yeah. own your that's, own sacred text i forgot i forgot we talked about it um oh wait interstellar Ooh, i, I it. love that i, I don't I, it a 10. I didn't give it a 10 either i would have given that a 10 out of 10 jackson, where, it, jackson where were you during the interstellar discussion like Parth didn't know that I liked it, I guess. And I he didn't know that he like didn't know he didn't know it. that was in my top like four or three. I just didn't care. I knew I just didn't care enough to bring it up. Cool. 
Because I don't really listen when you talk. Yo, what? That's my roommate. Uh, I live with Trent. Craft services. Uh, tr fan trivia right there. Me and Trent live yeah. together. Um, I think this movie's... I would recommend it. I don't know how rewatchable I find the whole thing as a whole, but there's definitely scenes that I would rewatch. Um, I think I could see watching this every few years or so. Um, out of 10, I don't know if this is going to like break Jackson's heart or something, <gasps> but I think like I'm going to give it like a 7. Ridiculous. Uh, like, I really enjoyed it, and it's the kind of movie... I was going to say this earlier, but it's the kind of movie where it, I feel like it's exactly what it's meant to be and it's exactly what they were in at least it feels this way exactly what they were intending and so any criticism of the movie isn't that they weren't achieving what they were trying to achieve it's just that you didn't care for what they were trying to achieve um and for I me i enjoy this movie it's just not like it, it was it's not like something for me necessarily but like i, I i'm glad i watched it and I'm sure I'll watch it again at some point. Yeah, I'll echo some of the things that Parth said <coughs> with one of those. Um, tonally, I don't know if this is like my movie. I'm definitely uh, like I prefer like a lighter, a lighter movie. But uh, I liked, I liked, I liked uh, the violence, and um, I like the demon guys. And but like I couldn't recommend this movie to like my mom because my mom like doesn't like intense movies and so for that reason i'm out um if this were shark tank but in reality i'm gonna give this an eight out of ten to one save my friendship with jackson and to uh make things interesting and diverse for the show just for the record of if moms like this movie my mom has seen it twice and every time i bring it up she forgets that she has seen it at all so that's how so what does that say interesting yeah. Sometimes my mom will like be recommending a show or a movie to me and she'd be like, it stars these people, it's on HBO, it's on Sundays at nine, it's great. And then I'll say, cool, what's it called? And she'll say, oh, I don't, well, yeah, I, I don't remember. My mom will do that about books she's reading. And like that blows my mind. I'm like, you look at the cover every time yeah, you pick it up. Like, And she, uh, yeah, she was like, yo, I just put down this book that was so good. I'm like, oh, what's it called? She's like, I have no idea. Parth, do you have any complaints about your mom? Hmm. Next week, Trent. Um, we have something pretty interesting coming out, right? Next week. Is it um, like... We, we just did this. It's the... I'm doing, yeah. I'm doing the hand correct. signals. No, no, no. You're right. You're right. You're right. I'm correct? That's I've never seen any of those before. Those hand signals? That's me. Those are those are craft those are craft services proprietary. That's our. Yeah, it was actually it was a reference. That's our signature code. No, I know. Right. Um, I think but, since it's the end of the episode, we can say it. We wait. Yeah. We we literally can't. I'll say it. Yeah, Jackson. I saw it. I saw it with both of you in theaters separately. That's um, true. Do you know who we talked to? But do you know who we edit? Who we talked to? Do you know? <gasps> do you know who you edited? Uh? Yeah, I have a guess. Um, was it the editor of a little movie called Top Gun Maverick? What's his name, though? I'm gonna need help with that. Eddie Hamilton. Eddie Hamilton, the editor of the wonderful, jaw-dropping Top Gun Maverick. And was he nice? Yeah. And he was very kind. He answered all of our questions from, uh, easy little stupid baby Trent questions to, like, the more in-depth and interesting Parth questions. Exactly. So I asked him, I was like, do you like... TV, <laughs> and then Parth was like, in um, in hour one, minute seventeen, second forty five. Um, t Tom Cruise steps with his left foot, and I was just had some questions about that. Okay, no, that's interesting. Um, Take my breath away. Boom, boom. Spoilers doesn't play in the movie. Um, yeah. Upsetting. Future Trent, edit in. Take my breath away. Banger. <laughs> that song goes slap, 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 slap. It does. Um, but yeah, join us next week. We uh, we talked to editor Eddie Hamilton about his work on Top Gun Maverick. Uh, he also talks a little bit about MI7 and MI8. Like, not that much, but like a little bit. Because he's under and, wraps. Yeah. And, oh, and uh, I guess I'll mention that next week. 
Uh, I'll just say it here too. Marth, it's but the end we, of the episode. It's we, only the end of the what, episode, boys. Yeah, yeah. Now. Only the people we when, when when we joined the call with him, he was just like, "Oh yeah, just give me a second. And he was on his phone, and he was like, "Oh sorry, I was just texting Christopher McQuarrie about something." And we were Yo! Like, oh. We we're like, "Oh okay." We're like, that's he's awesome. famous. Yeah. He's involved but, in mission. Wait, you should get Christopher McQuarrie on the show. Wait, parts like Yeah, we probably should that. just do that. Um, yeah, just hit him up. Whatever. What would happen if you just called him up? Wait, what if we had Steven Spielberg on the show? Yo, wait, that's a good idea. Yeah. Um. Wait, I told you. I told you that we're getting him for Dominion, right? Like for Jurassic World Dominion, we're getting Spielberg. The movie that Why? he had nothing to do with. I'm sure well, he produces it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, can you get him on for Lincoln, dude? In Munich. Warhorse. Oh. Yo, get him on for the Terminal. Wait, is Warhorse a Steven Spielberg movie, or am I not? Yes, no, it is. You're right. Warhorse! Um, but anyways, our interview with Eddie Hamilton is going to be a two-parter, because uh, we just talked for so long with him. Mm. It's um, for twice the fun. Though. Yeah. Or, or so, half, half the fun, depending on who you are. So we're going to have a Top Gun three weeks, <sighs> you know? Um, but, yeah, go rate us on Instagram. Or wait, no, that's not right. Go follow us on Go Instagram give us a rate on Instagram. Oh, and us. rate us rate us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, the likes. Stitcher. Um, right? Oh, I don't know. All these things that people listen on. Go rate us there. Give us a good review. And join us next week. Bye, okay. And, I will. And if you want to send Parth personal fan mail you can find him at parthmarate at gmail.com okay also uh, his address is 55 stinky road if you want to send any mail and the zip code is 0015 parth isn't that cool drive <laughs> there's a drive in the zip code <laughs> uh bye guys